Welcome back to the AP World of History podcast. We're going to be looking at our second session here on the Industrial Revolution and look a lot more at what this looked like in, in Britain. So we're going to be diving into the social structures of things, what the economy looked like, uh, and what politics looked like um, with kind of a major look at kind of the social aspect of things. Starting off um, with it economically, uh, this is a, this is primarily an economic movement that we see, then see affecting social classes and stuff like that. So what happens is initially you see in Britain a increase in mining uh, because we need a lot. They needed a lot of iron and they needed coal, and uh, that will then be the driving force for other things. With iron, you can make uh, steel, and uh, that's going to help you. And just iron in general is going to help you make better things that last longer than the wood. Um, wood items and stuff like that that was done before and uh, that's going to lead to make more of those and to make better things like that you're going to lead to lead to the development of manufacturing industries and then to service those manufacturing industries you're going to have uh, service industries so things like accountants and um, lawyers and stuff like that to help and and make sure people aren't stealing other people's ideas and uh, on top of that we talked about last week or on the last one that the agricultural sector, at least the jobs there, are shrinking uh, and they're being gobbled up by, by the wealthier people. And uh, so those wealthier people were the British aristocrats and they saw their wealth and how much land they had and so they focused on buying up on the land, changing up the regulations so that they could do that. So you have things like the, um, uh, the enclosure acts um, that, that helped them gobble up the land. And... Uh, we're going to see over time, depending on how they do with their investments uh, in land, that's going to give them some power and give them some wealth. But they're not going to get as rich as maybe these new business owners. Those those people are going to uh, rise up and become uh, way more powerful. But these people have a long history of being in power, so they they kind of have that. Um, but again, the old British aristocracy is going to be kind of kicked out by some of those really, really wealthy uh, new businessmen. Uh, then, in the middle class of things, uh, you're going to have uh, the people that are doing some more of those service uh, jobs. Um, but it, it, it's going to be kind of a wide range of people. So you're going to have super wealthy people or really wealthy people that are the factory owners or they're the bankers or they're the merchants. Um, they're really kind of the business owners or the heads of businesses or, or the ones helping uh, that are at the higher tiers of that business. Uh, but they can be really big businesses or they can be smaller businesses and also professionals. So these would be like your lawyers, uh, professors, um, uh, and, and other things like that. So uh, educated people, we can say. And um, they uh, were kind of focused on – how do I want to say this? Um, – they were focused around respectability or, or showing or having respect and earning respect. And to do that, you had to help yourself out. You had to kind of pick yourself up by your bootstraps and, and get going. And uh, one thing that goes with that earning and gaining respect was they, they really wanted that right to vote. And so over time, we're going to see them fighting for that right to vote. And by the end, uh, a lot of these uh, middle class people will, will earn that right to vote if they're a man. If you're a woman sorry again we're, we're not going to get to you you all being able to vote until the early 1900s um but ladies you you your life did change a little bit in the middle class uh you were more of a, a 
it was more of a homemaker job. You were able to stay home because your 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 husband was making uh, the money. So the the man was the breadwinner, but the woman stayed home. They helped run the household. Um, they raised the kids. They made sure everything was 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 done right at home, and they were the moral center of the family. Now, early on in your life, if uh, before you got married, if you're a woman, uh, you might be a secretary or be a telephone operator when the telephones come out. Um, but you had jobs like that if you were in the middle class. Uh, you might be a nurse as well. Uh, you see that happening. Uh, but the hard labor uh, you're not going to be do- doing. It's, it's going to be more of kind of nursing, secretaries, telephone operators, teachers, things like that. Um, and then children. Uh, if you're a child in the middle class, or and this would be true of the upper class as well, you're not going to be working. You're going to be getting some type of schooling. It might, might not be uh, as much as if you're in the middle class as an upper class uh, person, but you're going to be getting some schooling. Uh, these schools aren't public schools. They're private schools. And um, then with that training, you'll be able to get into um, some some beginning jobs, things like uh, secretaries and clerks and stuff like that, and be able to work your way up a business and 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 make some more money that way uh so that's the middle class and then the majority of the class is the laboring class this is about 70 percent of the people and these are the manual workers these are the people working in the factories these are the miners these are the people that do the manual labor the hard jobs and they're the ones that will be most of the ones moving to the cities uh they will be living in poor slums uh in overcrowded tenements and um the conditions are poor, their water quality that they're getting is poor, so they're going to be sickly, and um, it's it's not great, but it's scratching together a living when they couldn't have scratched together a living in the, in the countryside farming. And um, ladies, if you're in this class, you are probably working with your, well, you, you would be working in textile mills doing more la- manual labor type jobs, uh, but they're not the as skilled jobs as, as the men might have. And um, so really the main industry that you see them in is textiles, uh, working with uh, uh, creating clothes. Um, And then once you were married, you were supposed to stay at home. But for some families, they couldn't scratch together a living with that. And so they would they would do maybe some industries out of their house uh, or they they might have to uh, continue working. Uh, Children, uh, most likely you were also uh, working. Uh, to help support the family. You were not going to school because your family couldn't afford it. Um, And uh, with everyone that's working in the factory, you're working long hours. We're talking uh, over 10-hour days, maybe 12-hour days. Those were viewed as ideal. The idea that you should work an eight-hour day, like we say today, uh, will not happen until we get into the more modern era after the 1900s with Henry Ford. Uh, Henry Ford, with his uh, factories making cars, uh, especially the Model T, decides that eight hours is the best day. So you don't see that until uh, later. So people are working 12 hours, 14 hours a day. Kids are working that long, and they're, they're long, strenuous jobs. And um, the one really bad thing, even though they're strenuous jobs, you got to pay attention the whole time. Uh, if you doze off, you might get seriously injured. Or if you don't do something just right, you might be injured. Um, kids are doing a lot of the jobs that you need um, small hands for to reach into machines and try to clean things out and do stuff like that so that you don't, uh, because uh, a grown man's hands can't really do it. And, um, but 
they can also be severely injured by this. And so you see a lot of kids getting injured, losing arms, uh, getting caught up in the machines and dying, uh, losing other limbs. Uh, they also go into the small areas of the mines that the adults can't go. Uh, so you see a lot of that kind of stuff going on. It's, it's not an easy life. It's really rough for this laboring class. Now, because of those conditions, the laboring class realizes, hey, we're the biggest group. We shouldn't have to work in this terrible of things. We shouldn't have to have our kids losing arms. We ourselves shouldn't be in, in jeopardy of losing arms and stuff like that. And so they, uh, you'll see a lot of protests happening. Uh, the first people to really start protesting are going to be the specialized workers, the skilled workers that are losing their jobs to machines. Uh, they will protest it. Uh, they will threaten to destroy machines and factories and stuff like that. Um, but the, 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 the progress will move on. Uh, so they'll have to adapt to it. Um, but they'll create friendly societies to try to fight against this or at least get better conditions. And then those will become eventually our labor unions. And they'll fight for um, wages and better conditions and benefits and stuff like that. Uh, eventually, um, you will get some people outside of those, uh, the skilled workers groups, those friendly societies and what would become unions. Uh, you get some people known as socialists that will look at um, saying, hey, we got to reform our society here, that this is not good. And this is going to, we got to protect people and do more. And so... Um, two big names are uh, Lamarck, and he looks at um, things being uh, doing small communities of workers um, or working in small communities that then treat the workers well. Uh, he wants to see that going on. And then Marx becomes um, Marx becomes kind of the head of, of socialism and um, and what will eventually become communism. And he is, in the book, it really only talks about Marx, uh, but he's not the only one doing this. He's also kind of paired up with a guy, or he's known with his, his partner of, of Engels. So Karl Marx and, I can't remember Engels' last name, or first name, sorry, uh, Friedrich Engels, um, they, they will set up kind of what is the basis of socialism and communism. And uh, their major claim is that uh, that the workers and the lower class throughout history has been treated terribly. And so therefore, uh, in this industrial revolution, they're going to get fed up and revolt, and they should. And they're going to get rid of this capitalist system that we see uh, where people are being exploited, and they will get rid of the, the elites. And uh, then they will set up a classless society that everyone is treated equal. And... Um, uh, everyone's going to be working in the factories or doing their job to the best of their ability to to build everything. And um, so although this revolution never really happens like they're thinking it will in industrialized nations, we are going to see these ideas later come in an impact. Things like the Russian and the Chinese communist revolutions, uh, Vietnam. I mean, it's going to be kind of this is going to set up the, the Cold War and things like that. Uh, however, this revolution doesn't happen. And the reason why it doesn't happen is because you get uh, liberal groups or left-leaning groups um, that want to see progress made and, and want to see people being protected, like the Labour Party in Britain. Um, they will uh, reform the government. They will reform or call for regulations on uh, businesses and, and get them to protect the workers. So they'll do legislation to limit the working hours. They'll do... 
legislation to improve the working conditions, to improve the environment, to make sure that waste isn't just being dumped into people's homes or to the water sources and stuff like that. So they, the government will step up um, and and work to protect people, which is what really keeps these uh, revolutions that Marx and Engels think are going to happen from happening. And um, what else do I want to say with that? So um, with these parties, I guess the, the thing I should say is who makes up those parties. That's going to be more of those mid and lower classes because they're the ones that can vote. They see that, hey, we need to fix things. And when everyone gets to vote, we see a lot of those workers going for those classes, fighting for themselves uh, and their ideas. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of the main thing in, in Britain, and that's why Britain doesn't have this. Um, and we're going to see that with the rest of Europe and why they don't have it. You'll see these left-leaning parties, these liberal parties come out and, and do that. So France is kind of the next place you see that happen. In France, they, they follow kind of the same path as Britain. And then um, you'll also see Germany build it up or Prussia, and they will really push for this, especially under Otto von Bismarck. Uh, they'll push for um, not only industrializing but also social programs to help um, – to, to give benefits to the workers to, to make things um, uh, better. And because of that, and because when Germany industrializes, it's going to be later, and they're going to be using all new equipment and the newest technologies, they're going to actually surpass Britain. Um, and the U.S. will also eventually surpass Britain because of newer technology. Uh, but Britain will eventually kind of rebuild its technology or rebuild its factories and improve and, and keep progressing with that. Uh, but you can see that with without looking at countries, you can think about what you see today with businesses when some get surpassed. Um, you guys might know Netflix and Blockbuster and stuff like that. And you see the new um, well, you guys probably know Netflix. Uh, the, you guys might know Blockbuster. Blockbuster used to be a video rental store that you'd go to, uh, like a family video. Uh, but Blockbuster got wiped out by Netflix because of the new thing because Blockbuster didn't adapt to the circumstances well enough to be able to survive. And so we see Britain adapting instead of becoming a Blockbuster. They, they adapt and become a competitor to Netflix in kind of that modern model of things. Um, now, uh, a couple final things to leave off with other general things going on in Europe. Uh, just like we saw or talked about in Britain at the beginning of this, people are leaving this countryside, moving to the cities. Uh, we see that happening. We're also going to see a lot of Europeans go from Europe because Europe's going to become overcrowded, and they're going to go to America uh, and to the United States, especially where people are expanding westward. And with that, that means there's a lot of space, so people don't have to live in cities. They can go farm in the countryside. Um, but they can also go to the cities where there are lots of opportunities. And so the potato famine in Ireland uh, is going to be a major instance where you see that happening. Um, and so roughly 20% uh, of, um, of Europeans will leave, and that's going to be about 50 to 55 million people. And they'll go to the Americans or Americas, uh, mostly to, again, North America, but they will also go to Latin America. Um, in uh, Latin America, <clears throat> we'll see them be adopted into those upper classes, uh, those those uh, Creole classes. And in the U.S., they'll get uh, jobs, um, and there'll be a, a myth around that the kind of the U.S. is paved in gold and all that stuff, and you can make a lot of money real quickly. Um, so that's that's basically kind of what we see going on with Europe. Um, 
industrialization happens people leave the cities they they get into the cities we see them getting cramped um they the the health conditions going down uh, especially for those in the poorer classes that are living in tenements and we'll see them rise up and gain some political power more the middle classes and lower middle classes will gain that power first uh, but we'll see that eventually spread to all classes um, so that's europe in a nutshell next up we'll take a look at uh, the u.s and how the u.s industrializes